Hey everybody, welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast, episode number 142. For those of you who love the Tom and Neil no guest episodes, today is the episode for you because we've been having a lot of guests and we got a lot to talk about, don't we buddy? We do have a lot to talk about actually, yeah, which is kind of funny considering it seems like we just recorded one like a couple days ago. But Well, we've been recording quite a bit, but like I said, we've been real guest heavy and I think it's probably going to be that way through the end of the year. So we have to make sure we take, you know, the occasional opportunity to catch up on the uh, drama and excitement that is each other's lives. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. We've, that's, we've that's let true. you people in. We've pulled back the, you know, pulled back the curtain and allowed you people into our lives. And we know you want to know what's going on. And excuse the uh, sound of my radiators. I've got old school radiators in the apartment, so they're hissing like crazy right now. So if you hear something weird in the background, that's my radiator. So I don't freeze to death. Dude, the weather is just if, if it sounds like If it sounds like a woman trying to escape from his basement, it's his radiator. <laughs> yes, the radiator, honestly. No, but dude, I woke up yesterday. Um... And it was 62 degrees, which was weird. For this really? Time of year. 62. It's horrible here. And then this morning, it was 35. It's always yeah, like, it's it, 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 ah, windy. Can't keep up. I've, uh, you know, I've, I put my pants on. I'm out of shorts. <laughs> so I'm he's actually put pants. some pants on at last, everybody. But the sweatshirt's going to have to go too. I'm going to have to go to coat, yeah. which I don't like. There I don't like go. that one bit. Yeah, there you go. But, uh, so, so yeah, so of course you can reach it. You know, a Punk Like That podcast on Facebook, Punk Like That podcast group on Facebook, of course, which is where you can be a real wise ass. Um, Punk Like That 77 at Gmail. We've actually got some good mail. I hope we get to it later. We'll see how far off the tracks we go. Yep. But we'll hopefully get some mail. Got big plans for this episode. And, uh, but wow. you know, I don't know anything about these big plans, so this could oh, be interesting. Oh, I, I got some stuff, Neil. I got, I got some stuff that I haven't prepped Neil on beforehand. I have some, uh, I have a new segment. Jesus. I have, I have a third person I'm going to work into the show. No, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> it's like, hey, what? <laughs> exactly. We're going to be a trio now. A trio. That'll be good. You're pushing me out. Pushing the old guy out, I see. I, I, hey, Neil, I'd like to introduce this other guy who might help me out occasionally, another old British guy. <laughs> His name is Richard. His name is Richard White, yes. yes. He looks like an accountant, but he'll be fine. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, so so I, I think we might as well start out with your adventures, which there's a few different interesting things. I, For one thing, I must admit, I figured you would bail on this because I know you hate to drive. And Champagne is what, about three hours from your house? It is, yeah, it's 160 miles. So on, now, if it was any normal... Uh, 160 miles you know you could make that in just a little bit over two hours right but of course to get downstate because it's downstate so i have to go through the city so you know tom what driving through the city is like so you can add 30 minutes at least just to get just to get through the city so yeah and then once it's amazing because once you get out of the city once you get past like uh not shea stadium where the the white Sox play there the Whatever used to be Comiskey, called. whatever yeah, it is to, now, yeah, U.S. To, cellular, or whatever. Yeah, U.S. Cellular. It's it's like the this. It's just like oh, things open up. Mm-hmm. It's like everybody's just packed in and going thirty miles an hour, and then you get past Chinatown or, or you know, White Sox or whatever, and it just opens up. It's insane. It it does, and it, I don't know what it is. This just seems to have been perpetual construction down there for like ten years. You know, because no, cause... you know, I, I I grew up in Wisconsin. My family lived in, in Michigan. Every holiday we drove back and forth, it's been 40 years, oh, at okay. least, there that I can get past to. <laughs> yeah. It's never ending. Now, what I did this time, Tom, I mean, all the maps were telling me to go that way. 
So, but this time I was like, I ain't going to be caught like that again. Because we went down to the Pleasant House pub the weekend before last, and that took forever to get down there. So Where, where's we like, that? That's on the side. That's down, actually, it's it's kind of by Reggie's. Okay. But uh, doing that took well over an hour. So I was like, I am not going through the city today. So I actually went west a little bit and then took 294 down to uh, to 57 south. So I so I skirted the city completely, which obviously took me out of my way a little bit because I went west. But still, lots of stoplights, probably good. Um, well, no, no, because uh, well, yeah, to get to two ninety four was kind of a pain in the ass. But once I was on two ninety four, that just I mean, it's west of the city and stuff, and you go through some of those weird southern suburbs and stuff. But or you go over them, I guess. But uh, it was a piece of cake because the traffic doesn't really stop. So even though it might have taken a little longer, at least it wasn't like that infuriating yes. constantly being on the brake, you constantly screaming at people trying to get yourself shot. <laughs> I, do, I do do that. That is true. <laughs> that is very true. So I did that both ways on this trip, and it was actually it was a lot better for my health uh, that they were doing that. So <laughs> that might be the way I decide to do it in the future because going on 90, 1994 is just, a, is just a nightmare. But yes, so – so you're going to see Teenage Bottle Rocket. I, I I didn't mention that. I, yep. Anybody who's listened to the last couple episodes knows that. But yeah, you're going to see Teenage Bottle Rocket in a tiny little club. Yeah. So here's the deal, because longtime listeners will know. I mean, I've seen Teenage Bottle Rocket. I don't know. It might be my tenth time or something. Yeah, they're like so. your sloppy seconds. They are. And um, so you know, you'd be like, why would you drive two and a half hours and stay overnight to go see a band you've seen a shit ton of times? Well, here was the deal. Because normally they'll play like a small club, you know. I, you know, 200 people, something like that. Sure. And um, now I I went to college and uh, I was an exchange student down in Champaign-Urbana, as you know. So I knew this bar they were playing, it's an old, tiny country bar. It was even there when I was in school in the mid-80s. Which is called, what was it called? The, Ro- the Rose Bowl Tavern. Oh, the Rose Bowl Tavern. And it used to be yeah. completely country, completely redneck. Um, we used to, like, avoid it like the plague, actually. And um, so when I first, when they first advertised this tour um, six months ago now, I'd say, and I saw that that come up, I was like, that is the weirdest thing ever because I know that place is tiny. And I was like, why are they playing a country bar? So I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go to that just because it seems so weird. Um, and then as it got closer, I, I, I did almost talk myself out of it, to be honest. But um well, especially you ended up going. I mean, we'll get to the rest of it later, but you ended up going down by yourself. I did, I did, yeah. Which again, it was like, eh, you know what? Maybe I won't go. But then I, I remembered some of those words I said when I was like, you know, everybody, as you get older, you tend to just sit inside and really try and make yourself do stuff. So I tried to live by those words. So I just decided to do Plus it. You see the, you see all the COVID stuff spiking again, which once again we'll talk about in a minute. But yeah, once again, you just don't know what the next couple months are gonna hold right uh, yeah and and yeah well as it turns out right we'll get to yeah. that in a minute but jesus as it turns out just as well we were a lot of teasers here neil a lot of things we're gonna to get to in a minute yeah there are uh so anyway <laughs> I re- some of them we might actually get to but we'll see so what when did we speak to toby was that episode 140 that was like last week i think it was literally like a week ago yeah so we spoke to toby um, 140 yes yes 140 yeah. Toby Jag. Toby, Toby from Red Scare, yes. Toby Tobias from Red Scare, Jag. yeah. So, obviously, Teenage Bottle Rocket used to be on his label, and I think, is he the booking manager for them or something? Something like that, yeah. yeah. He has some business arrangement with them. Yeah. So, we kind of arranged, I kind of arranged to see him down there. So, that was, I, wasn't, I knew I wasn't going to be completely solo at the gig. Um, but then I reached out. Most of my friends that I lived down there with in the mid-80s have all gone away. But 
the one guy I knew that still lives down there used to be the drummer in my band, uh, Don Gerard. And the funny thing is, he actually became the mayor of Champagne in the mid 2010s, sometime, I don't know, 2014, somewhere mm. like that. So he was legit the mayor of Champagne. Mm. So I reached out to him, and I haven't seen him in 30 odd years. I mean, you guys like Facebook friends? These are some Yeah, content? exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Facebook yeah. friends. So I kind of know what's going on in his life, but we, you know, we haven't kept in contact or anything. Um, that you know that much and so i just reached out to him on spec just to see if he was uh you know if he would be up for hanging out a little bit or something just going out for a drink or something not expecting to be chauffeured around which is what turned out but i just thought maybe we'd meet up for a drink and maybe i could convince him to go to the show but um he said yeah and he was completely magnanimous and uh he became a he became a perfect host so listen dude you guys were the rhythm section man yeah that's There's it. a we bond there that can never be broken holding that shit together that's exactly right exactly mm. all right listen all right i'm gonna so you're gonna play a bunch of songs that are sort of related to your trip down yes sir so i'm actually gonna have you stick one in there right now stick it in neil stick it in stick what's it for in. okay well in that case uh because of the drive you go henry Rollins style <laughs> slip it in <laughs> yeah please no um <laughs> Because of all the driving I did and the amount of trucks I saw on the road that, uh, you know, big pain in the ass, I'm going to play the uh, the first track off Teenage Bottle Rocket's 2021 album, Six Sash. Uh, this is the song um, Semi-Truck. So Semi-Truck, Teenage Bottle Rocket. My truck by Teenage Bottle Rocket. So Neil, did they have, did they have good merch? <laughs> Dude, they have the most merch ever. Um, it, it, the, the amount of merch. So they do have... I have a copy of the new album waiting for me at your house? That's uh, the real yes. question. Yes, you do. Excellent. Yes, you do. Excellent. Um, but we'll, we'll get to that in due time. <laughs> due time. Okay. Due time. Once again, we're te- we'll tease that. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Everything later. So okay, so I left yesterday afternoon, 
Um, it's 82 and a half, three hours. So I got there about four o'clock yesterday, checked into the hotel, and um, just reached out to Don and said, you know, I'm here if you want to go for a drink tonight or something. He's like, I'll be there in 15 minutes. So, so what does this guy do? So what does he do that he can meet you in the middle of the day? Dude, he's retired. Oh, you got to be kidding he's me. He's younger than me, and he's retired. Oh, and, good for him. And when I asked I mean, him, when I asked him, I how guess it the, pays to be the pays to be the corrupt mayor, huh? <laughs> well, it wasn't that he worked for <laughs> he worked for the University of Illinois for twenty oh, something did 30, years, did thirty years or whatever. Yeah, done. so so he was a state employee. Mm. So they offered him early retirement at fifty five or something, and I think he took it. So yeah, he's, nice. He's uh, but you know, uh, give him his due. He volunteers at the homeless shelter in town like three nights a week. Oh, so yeah, he's he's doing. He's which doing is where you're, which is where McWilson's guitar player lives. So <laughs> works out well. <laughs> so, Very good. So tell Very me. Good. So you got okay. So you got you were the bass player, and and your buddy that you caught up with. You say it was Doug. Don. 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 Don, Don yep. Sorry. Sorry. Yep. Sorry, Don. So and and then one of them lives over here by me, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Tom. <laughs> Tommy the commie. Yeah, he lives. He yes. lives in Grand Rapids. Yeah. What did he do? He was. Uh, he played. Um, I don't even know how you would describe. It. He played guitar. Um, interesting. I mean, is interesting that hard to guitar. I, well, I, well, because he didn't. Imagine the guitarist from the Gang of Four. He played it very. Oh, like more rhythmically than. Yeah, yeah, and then we had a, and then we had a. Uh, a, like a lead guitarist as well, who was in other bands okay. in town, who kind of beefed out the sound a little bit. So yeah, that was that, was, that was McWilson. He's who, uh, he, he lives on the East Coast. I think he works in like the CIA or some shit. I believe. What What about the singer? Uh, Randy. He lives in Portland. He's he's you'll see you'll, you'll see him on the Punctuali di- uh, Punctuali. Uh... Oh, the, oh, okay. Was that the guy you had a skateboarding? Yeah, exactly. He, yeah, he okay, was the guy. Okay. We had the I had the uh, I had Cold War skateboards with him, and we did skate in Illinois. Yeah, that was my he's buddy. Got the Bougie Randy. boy for his icon thing. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. He was a singer. All right. So, so is the McWilson reunion happening or not? That's uh, the question. That also the burning question. Yeah, perhaps so. Yeah, who who knows, right? Who knows? It's uh, years in the making. But <laughs> a, anyway, so Don picks me up at the hotel. And he's immediately like, oh, let's go for, out for a drink. And I'm like, so I hadn't been down there in 10 years. When I was down there 10 years ago, it was just over July 4th weekend. We didn't really do very much. So Don. Who, what did you, who were you? You were down there with your family? You were down there with your I took Lydia down or, there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or your something daughter, like okay. That. Yeah, something like that. Um, so Don, being long time, I mean, he's lived there his whole life, and he was the mayor, obviously. Um, I mean, he knows everything he knows every bar he knows every restaurant you know and um now downtown champagne when i was there in the 80s it was just a shell there was like nothing it was very little down there you know everything moved out to everything probably moved out to the suburbs and yeah i mean yeah there was was like abandoned movie theaters and abandoned old theaters i mean that was that was downtowns in the 80s right i mean mm -hmm. that was what it was and the funny thing was, its biggest claim to fame was this like breakfast place called Reiner's, where Ario Speedwagon had one of their album covers taken or something. That was like its claim to fame. But um, nice. now it's all booming again. There's all these new restaurants, breweries, bars, you know, hip, mm. hip places to eat, Yuppie. you know, bookstores. Um, it's got a very, uh, you know, a lot of graduates stay down there and do interesting things, open interesting stores. So it's very intellectual. Mm. Um. And like I say, a lot of craft breweries, a lot of a lot of that kind of thing. So it's so different than it was in the '80s when it was a, a shell, you know. Um, so it was interesting. So we went to oh shit. What was the? Oh, 
it was almost like when I came down to you to, to, to Grand Rapids. We just went on like a, a bar tour of uh, mm. like two or three different bars in downtown Champaign. I love that, especially when somebody else is driving. Well, yeah. Well, he doesn't drink either, so that made it nice. Um, really? But I think the first place we went to was Watson's, I think it was called. And we had some good food in there. And he, also, he knew the owner and he knew everybody that worked in there. And oh, the mayor's on the house. The mayor's yeah. on the house. The mayor never pays him. <laughs> yeah. The mayor never pays for dinner. <laughs> and then we went to a place called the Blind Pig, which actually it's it was it was a venue. They had a lot of gigs there, I guess, in the mid nineties and stuff. It was kind of famous. Well, um, that's a pretty. That's a. Yeah, I mean, you know what Blind Pig's Blind Pig is, right? That was the. That's what they called. That what they called the illegal drinking establishments in the during Prohibition. Oh, is that right? Well, I didn't know that. Because there's a because that's a pretty common name. Like there's a pretty famous blind pig in Ann Arbor. That's a venue. Well, supposedly this guy that runs a blind pig was like an English guy. It was like a multimillionaire. So it's quite possible that it's the huh. same guy. It wouldn't surprise me at all. But anyway, so the blind you know it used to just have be a bar with 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 bands and stuff. But now this you know it's a brewery. Now it's a whole thing. So we went there and I had another drink there, and then now the funny thing was. The show wasn't starting till nine, which I found interesting. Was there any local openers or just the touring bands? Just the touring bands, but get this. So I guess the Rose Bowl Tavern, it was bought out a couple years ago. It's no longer like a redneck country bar. I guess it it got bought out by some young like hippie dudes, and um, hmm, but they kept the name. They kept the name and they kept the de- all the decor inside, I guess. But they changed it, so now it's almost just like a local community kind of place. So. From I think from like six till seven, I think they had a local jazz band playing, and <laughs> then from seven till nine, it was the it was quiz night. So all these people from the vicinity all come down for quiz night. And so when we we went in there about eight probably because so we were early, but uh, I wanted another drink right. Um, so we got in there early and we still got in. We were in there for the for the tail end of quiz night. And the funny thing was, uh, teenage bottle rocket and the touring bands were there. And they were taking part in quiz night, which I thought was kind of funny. Except they, you could tell it was them because they were all like huddled in the corner and they were all dressed in black. <laughs> they all had fat records, uh, sweatshirts on and stuff. So that was, uh, you know, it was it, obvious. It is funny. Some of these, it, that's actually not that uncommon that like the venue during the day is like the neighborhood bar. Yeah. And then the crowd totally changes over yeah. at night. You know? Well, that was, no, and that was hysterical. So for quiz night, the place was packed. And this place, it's, yeah, it's and then they left with the bands. Dude, they did because okay. So this place isn't big. I'd say someone said two hundred it can hold, but I would have guessed more like one hundred and fifty. It's like the it's like a big room, and the bar takes up most of it. There's a bar in the middle, like a circular okay. kind of bar, and it takes up most of the room. So and then there was like tables and chairs and stuff, um, which I I had some pictures. I'll post them. Um, I'll post them in our group. But, uh, yeah, so there's people in these t- tables and chairs was full. And then when quiz night ended, I'd say at least three quarters of the place emptied out. <laughs> so I, I was starting <laughs> to get a little concerned that there was going to like be hardly anybody there when uh, when the band started playing. But little by little, people started coming in. So I'd say there was between 75 and 100 people there when the band started. So. That's typically the older punk bands in GR. They, that's that's I don't consider that a bad crowd. Yeah. For a smaller town. Yeah. So we were sitting at the bar and I was still catching up with Don and stuff, and then Toby walked in, so that was cool. To see Toby. Even though the funny thing was, I'd never actually met him before, 
so he's kind I, of a tall dude right he's a he, yeah he's a he, he's a he is a big dude yeah so i i went up to him he didn't he didn't have any it wasn't like he was wearing like a red scare jacket or anything how did you pick him up how did you know it was him um he i don't know he just he didn't look like, like stalking his facebook or something he didn't well he no he didn't look like <laughs> any of the other people in there <laughs> and he immediately went over to the band so I just assumed that was him. Ah, I got you. So, yeah, you know, I went up to him. We were speaking and we were chatting. And he was a super friendly guy. Super friendly. Yeah. So uh, so that was nice. He says he owes me a beer. And I said he'll have to buy it from me in Chicago. but Because uh, that would be more expensive. But anyway. Yeah, I don't want the cheap-ass beer down there for $3. Yeah. The only disturbing <laughs> thing was he was drinking one of those, like, one of those hard seltzers or something. He was drinking those all night. which I, I see a shocking amount of people drinking those without any sense of shame. Right? <laughs> Even at PRB, you see, like, these spikety jacketed guys running around drinking truly you're like what is going on here yeah. man yeah i thought that was kind of odd but there you go mm. Mm, no. so anyway so um the band's uh it's a tiny stage i mean the stage is <laughs> i thought teenage ball rock wouldn't fall off the stage um... <laughs> so oh, well let's start at the beginning so the first band was called is Tight- tightwire they're from Tight- chicago wire. yeah and toby played one of their songs um when he was on Okay. And uh, they're typical. They're kind of that typical kind of red scare thing, right? Kind of, yep. kind of poppy, kind of angsty. Yep. Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, they they were good. Uh, the sound wasn't the best, but uh, but yeah, they were good. So you know what? I am gonna. Uh, I think it's a good time for me to play a tight one song. Don't you think? Yeah. Okay. So this is not uh, the same one Toby. No, I'm not. I I was going to, and then I looked it up, and I was like, okay, I won't play that one. Um, this is a song. I think they only have one album out. And uh, this is the first song off of that album. Came out a couple of years ago, I think. Uh, this song is called Dragon Me. with the song Dragon Me. Like, so they like weren't Dragon. supporting a new album. That kind of surprises me. Uh, I don't think so. I think that track that I think that track that Toby played last time, I think that's a single, like a 45. So I think mm-hmm. maybe they're, that's their... Oh, maybe it's going to be on the album yeah. next year or something. 
uh, and they had uh, almost the entire right side of the bar was was the merch. It was ridiculous. Teenage Bottle Rocket must have had 10 different t-shirts, three different sweatshirts. They had hats. They had that weird, like, rubber mask thing you can get that's like the Teenage Bottle Rocket thing. Oh, that skull. Yeah, that, that skull thing. thing. Yeah. Um, they had vinyl. They had uh, stickers. They had, you know, everything. How many, how many, like, how many different records did they have on vinyl? Just the new one, or did they have a, a few of them? They had, they had two albums. Uh, they had the new one, and they had Stay Red, I think. Yeah, they had Stay Red. Probably CDs for just about everything else. Yep, and they had two 45s. Mm. And then, so the other bands had the merch, too. So, uh, all told, it was probably about 26 t-shirts you had to choose from. Mm. Was, Did you buy one? It was ridiculous. I didn't. And um, we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a minute. I bought I bought, mm. I bought, vinyl. I bought an album by, uh, I bought the TBR album, and I bought um, an album by the next band, who were um, the last gang? Who I'd never heard of before. Have you heard of? The See, last no, they're gang? a Ricky. They're a Ricky Frankel band. I've heard them, but I haven't heard of them. They're uh, female fronted, right? I know we're not supposed to say that, but I don't care. Well, yeah, they're female. They have a chick singer, right? They have a chick singer. Yes, they have a chick singer. Um, good. They're, I think they're from. They're definitely West Coast. I don't know if from San Diego. Yeah, I think or they're LA. from. I think they're from LA or somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Mm. They were good, so and and I enjoyed. So it's a trio, right? So the 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 female singer plays bass or guitar or what? She plays. No, they had. They were four piece. Oh, four piece. Okay. Yeah. So they had. I mean, she does play guitar, but uh, they had a they had a guitarist. Which was her guitar plugged in, Neil? Was it plugged in? It was. It was. Um, Women have really come up in punk rock. I don't think. <laughs> Get the plug the guitars in. Joan Joe Jett's gonna kick your ass, and so Susie <laughs> Moon. She's gonna fucking. There's some you. great female guitar players yeah. out there. I I kid because I love. Yeah. Um. So the funny thing about the guitar player on the right, uh, he had, Jesus Christ, it, he had like a like like eight different effects pedals, which <laughs> just seemed completely. You have like was they, were they all like in one of these big boards? Yeah, he had a big board with like eight pedals <laughs> on it. I was like, it's a. They're a fucking punk rock band. I mean, they did play a little bit of kind of reggae stuff, Dude, but still. In, inside of the record, does it say lead guitar? <laughs> yeah, it should, right? It should, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, they were really good. I enjoyed them because it wasn't like, you know, TBR, obviously, like pop punk kind of sound, and so were uh, sure. Tightwire. But these guys were a little bit more um, old school sounding almost. Uh, you know, mm. some reggae stuff, some slower songs, that kind of thing. So I really enjoyed them. The female singer was really, really good. I enjoyed her. A lot of uh, enthusiasm, a lot of effort, a lot of yelling. So, uh, mm. yeah, it was good. Um, so, yeah, I really, really enjoyed the last gang so i believe they have two albums out i didn't know that they have a new album a 2021 album so they had one album for sale on the merch thing and i just assumed it was the new one so i bought it but now it's i think it came out like 2018 so it's an older one the, the new one's out on cd and digital and the vinyl comes out next july probably right yeah probably right so that's probably why they didn't have it right so but you know and it's one of those things you want you want to support the band a touring band like that especially um you know playing a tiny venue I don't know how much merch they'll sell, so I I wanted to. Yeah. I bought the TBR album and I bought, uh, yeah, I bought a Last Gang album. I so. bet you TBR is like sloppy. Where when I was talking to those guys when they were in GR, I said even if the crowd isn't huge, even if they're playing for a hundred people, the amount of average amount of merch that people buy is insane. I bet you TBR is like that too. You can't look at a big giant table like that of merch and not spend some money, right? Um, at least I can't. Well, I appear to be the only person buying anything. <laughs> So, oh, like, well, okay. So here, here was the deal with the crowd. So 
it was an interesting crowd. Let me put it that way. So the way it seemed to me was I, I didn't get the impression. When, when, when Neil says interesting crowd, there's no way the next words are going to be compliments. <laughs> yes, there's yeah. zero chance. Yeah. So the way it seemed to me was that a lot of the people who came didn't really know much about Teenage Bottle Rocket. Hmm. Um, but it just seemed like because it was A, a punk rock show, you know, and B, I, I don't know if there is a B actually, but the fact that it was a show. It just seemed like anyone who was any mm. into any kind of yeah. alternative music showed up. And I didn't get the impression it was a lot of students. I got the impression it was almost all locals. And yeah. um, so, you know, there was a lot of metal dudes there. There was, like, one guy that looked like he could have been in a band with Ricky Rat in, like, 1995. It was completely glammed out. Hmm. Um, there was just some some weirdos. There was It was just a very strange crowd, which was actually kind of refreshing. But like I say, they didn't. I got the impression that most people there didn't really know the band very well, but they were just out because it was something to do, right? And they, I don't know how many punk rock bands they get coming through town. So, cheap uh, was it cheap cheap drink? Um, I Don Don bought all the drinks for me, so that was that was cool. Wow. He, he opened a tab, yeah. Well, I I bought dinner, so he ah. he was he was keeping me supplied with Guinness, so that was cool. Uh, huh. go ahead. No, I, I would say you keep going. Tell tell me the rest. So that's why I don't think there was didn't seem to be selling a whole, whole lot of merch. Now, as soon as the show ended, I left pretty much immediately because Don had been a good sport, but I don't know how much he enjoyed it. So I, we split. Yeah, did you have a bar, a bar at the hotel? Uh, no, no, sir. Mm. No. So you were uh, done at that point. Yeah, I was. It was probably. Yeah, I was done because I've been drinking since four. So it was you know, what eleven eleven thirty midnight by that point. Midnight. Yeah. So uh, tight wire was supposed to play nine till ten. Last gang, ten to eleven. Teenage ball. Well, Rocket, probably like a half hour, minutes. right? Yeah, like a tight wire plays like a half hour, right? Yeah. And then probably fifty minutes setup. But that was what the, that was what the time that was on the on the on the bill outside okay. or whatever. Um, so yeah, so I got the impression that they weren't selling a whole bunch of merchandise because you know not a lot of people knew the band that well. So um, now as it you turned try to, out, you try to try to low 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 low, low the, the, the going low like hey i know she's not selling much i'll give you uh can you give me two t-shirts for 30 no like, and in fact the surly girl at the merch counter she she was actually really off-putting and that's why i didn't buy a shirt or anything like that because <laughs> i went over there and i said oh, girlfriend I, i'm like i'm like <laughs> oh god he had to go there i'm like okay so six sash i'll i'll take one of those how much 25 bucks all right I give, I give a 30 she's like i don't have any change you'll have to come back and see me later and I'm like, all right. All right, I'll buy another one for my pale Tom. And I'm like, how much for the uh, 45s? And she said 25 bucks. And I'm like, wait. I'm like, what? 25 bucks for a 7 inch? I'm like, I'm like, that doesn't seem right. If the album was 25 I mean, I'm would... just getting used to the $10 7 inch, which right? I think is a rip off. So at that, at that point, I got the impression that she either didn't hear me or she was just pocketing the other 15 bucks herself. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Yeah, I was going to buy a t-shirt, but I don't think I'm going to. So mm. I didn't actually buy any merch, thinking I was going to be seeing him on Saturday. But that's a story for another time, right? Um, so you don't have a copy of the new record for me? Oh, I do. No, I bought the I bought the vinyl. The vinyl is the only thing I bought. Okay. Yeah. I, 25 geez. bucks. What a freaking highway robbery, man. Well, again, dude, we're supporting a band that's on tour. I've got no problem that's with that. You are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I, guess, I guess so. I guess so. Yes, I guess I am. <laughs> All yes, right. Thank you. All right. Well, that's uh, – and the other thing I was going to say, we're going to play a 
we're going to play a last gang song here in a minute, but it hasn't quite been long enough according to my, you know, precise, uh, <laughs> timekeeping timekeeping. But so you hit some record stores while you were there. Were any of them like OGs from when you were there the first time or were they all kind of newer? Well, this was, this is interesting. So, okay. So we're going to go there instead of the teenage bottle rocket set. Oh, oh yeah. No, tell me about the teenage bottle, tell me about the teenage bottle rocket or tell me about both, whatever. Okay. So, um, TBR, I mean, come on. I, I assume one TBR set's kind of similar to the next, but maybe something magical happened. It did. Something magical did happen, or something unfortunate mm. happened anyway. So Did Ray uh, act inappropriate towards you? <laughs> no. <laughs> actually, he was a little... A- when I saw them a couple months ago, in the actually the beginning of the summer, right? I saw him in Gainesville in June, and yeah. he was like happy as a clam he was outside i think he was drunk but he was happy as a clam he was outside taking pictures with the fans he was talking to everybody he was acting like a goof um he seemed a little bit down of course they've been on tour forever so maybe of course he's in champagne or ban on it wednesday <laughs> they'll get you down yeah 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 he's like toby why the fuck did you book us here um yeah. but i think he enjoyed it at the end but i i tried talking to him at the uh, before they came, went on and he, he wasn't super talkative so that's fine i left him alone um, she said you know who i hate ray yeah <laughs> have you listened to our episode on the podcast i supported you damn it um exactly but they start out with so, much... there, so how many how many protesters are outside hundreds <laughs> i think they'd have got eaten by all the people at uh at the rose bowl tap <laughs> i don't think there was anyone going to be swayed too much in that crowd let me tell you um so they started off with semi truck burst into it and you know tbr that's height as can be and they're super fast there's no gaps between the songs they just turn from one song into another um after about eight songs, all of a sudden, Ray just stopped singing. And I'm like, well, that's weird. What just happened? And then uh, the bass player, Miguel, went over to the mic and nothing. The PA had broken. <laughs> ah. So the the amps were fine and stuff. I, they could keep playing, but the, the PA was down. So there was a guy doing sound on an iPad and he was running around frantically. And, you know, they were tr- <laughs> so it was probably about 20 minutes where they just they would just entertain themselves by playing like uh like surf instrumentals and stuff like that and you know cody was playing like heavy metal stuff and uh <laughs> telling dirty jokes but if but you know it really because like, the crowd was really starting to get into it when it died so when they got the vocals back it was like oh, it was kind of difficult to rev back Momentum up again was kind of killed yeah mm. but they did you know i'll give them their due they they ripped back into it and um they actually played a couple of songs I'd never, um, a couple of really, really old Teenage Bottle Rocket songs, which I'd never, I'd never seen them do before. I, I, I think, what's the hell is that basketball hmm. one that they do? It was on like on the first record. Put me in, coach. I'm yeah, ready that to play. one. No, it's I, I know. I, yeah. What is what was it? Uh, it's a love song essentially, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hey, put me. I know the song. I know what you're talking about. I just yeah, can't yeah, think yeah. of it. Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah, they played that, and they played a couple of other unusual songs, and they played Why hmm. the Big Paws, and some people from the crowd were, shell- were shouting for I Want to Be a Dog, and they played that one. Um, hmm. So, yeah, it was, a, it, was a good, it was a good set. Very loose, fun show. Yeah, very, very loose, very fun show, and by the end of it, he was just, he was just ripping into people in the crowd. That like guy that looked like, a, looked like you know, Ricky Rat's brother or something. Um, he started, what did he start calling him? Uh, Steel Panther, for some reason. He started going on Steel Panther, and they were, like, ripping on that guy. And it was it was, it was was a fun show in the end, you know. But uh, mm. ended at midnight, and then Don had been sitting at the bar the whole time because I went up and stood up and watched the band and stuff. And Don was sitting at the bar like a good trooper. So I felt like as soon as it was done, normally I would have stayed and maybe tried to talk to Toby and the band again. But it was like, ah, you know what, I'll just cut out. 
So we left. So that was the show. Um, thinking, and I said to Toby, I'll see you on Saturday because I'm supposed to be playing Chicago on Saturday. Yeah. But as it turns out, um, they posted on Facebook a couple of hours ago that one of the touring bands has come down with COVID. So the rest of the tour is canceled. Last four shows are canceled. Yep, last four shows are canceled. Uh, I believe there's theories out there that the witches gave them COVID. That's what I think it was. I think it was that coven of witches all got together and fucking cast a spell on them. It's like, well, we can call and harass the bar owners if we want, or we can go cough on them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so yeah, so they're not playing that Chicago show. So now I'm doubly glad that I made the uh, I made the long trek down to uh, Champaign Urbana. So, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, man. Oh no! Talk about the record stores just a, just real briefly because I know you did go hit some, and were any of them like OG from when you were there before, or are they all new places? Okay, so interestingly enough, I was very surprised. Champagne Abana is not small, but it's not huge. There's four record stores in town. Hmm. Um, College town. I hit three of them because one of them is newer and it might be down because of COVID or something. Mm. So I hit three of them. Uh, one I hit uh, last night. Um, after we were, was it after we were done drinking? I think it was. It was after we were done drinking. So that was the one that I saw that first press of the, of the first Necros album. Jake, you know, our buddy Jake had told me about that. And he said, he'd give it to me for a hundred bucks. He'd give it to me for, and I'm like, I don't know, man. Unless it was mint. But anyway. I don't even, I, to tell the truth. Because you have a very nice bootleg of it now. I, I don't, I didn't even look inside. I did look inside it to make sure it was touch and go. But I didn't do a double check in there to make sure that it had the insert. So if it de- if it didn't have the insert, it certainly wouldn't be worth it. Wouldn't certainly wouldn't be worth it. But uh, if it had well, the insert, I ins- think the boot the bootleg had the insert, right? I can't remember. Didn't well, it? well, well, the original has an insert. It was like, but a- I'm saying the bootleg I think has the insert too. Yeah. But the bootleg, like a lot of bootlegs, they'll just print the old like label, whatever it came out on originally. The bootleg of this of the Necros album doesn't say touch and go on it at all. Right. Right. Because like my Danzig bootlegs, they all say American recording of them, even though they're not. Hmm. Interesting. But anyway. But anyway, but anyway I, so. I, I, but I was just amazed. Hold I was, I was just amazed to see this on the wall. They had the first thing I walked into the first record store had a record I'd be super interested in, so I had him pull it down for me and open it up again to make sure it was touch and go, and it was. But I damn it, I should have checked for the thing, and it was marked at 150, and he immediately said, "But I'll give it to you for 100." So, so that's Don, still. 150 is cheap for that. Yeah, I mean, it is cheap. Is okay, maybe not cheap, sorry. It is. I'm telling you, Neil, we're gonna get, we're gonna make we're gonna get so much momentum behind this record. It's gonna get a proper repress. So, and then Don was like, "That's I bet my it, goal in life." I bet if you, I bet if you had like uh, bargained him down to like 60 or something, he would have done it. So, I have a feeling mm. he might have had it on the wall for a while, and he can't shift it now. Well, like I said, I think Jake mentioned it like like a year ago or something, or maybe six wow. months ago. Okay. Well, so what was interesting? I was champagne eighty seven thousand Neil. I I don't know what to compare that to. It's it's bigger than Skokie. Well, well, then Urbana is probably because they're two different cities. Yeah. So, um, I was like, oh yeah. So it was a used record store. So I was looking at some of the other stuff they had, you know, and it was your typical used record store. They had uh, didn't really have a punk section, but they tons had of Mario like Speedwagon and sticks. Well, they had a they had a punk slash independent slash something section so i was looking at that yeah, better not, than nothing nothing much great but say there was a 
Uh, I don't know. I could maybe a Joe Jackson album or something. It wasn't Joe Jackson. Maybe it's Gang of Four or something. No, when I know what it was, it was a Blasters album. It was like the third Blasters album, which is like okay. the the worst one. But still, I'm like, oh, you know what? Sure. I don't have this. I'm expecting it to be like six bucks. It was twenty six. Twenty six dollars. Yeah, screw that. I'm like, I'm like, these are higher than Chicago prices. What the, what the fuck is going Chicago, on? Chicago. Well, the thing with Chicago, there's enough record stores that it's pretty competitive. They can't really get away with gouging. Yeah, but I mean, but this was like, I was like, and Don's like, well, what did you expect? I'm like, I expected it to be downstate prices. <laughs> yeah, ten bucks. Yeah, almost, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's what I was thinking between six and ten bucks or something like that. And it's like, well, I might have bought it if it had been, you know, if it'd been like eight bucks or something. But I'm not buying it for. Tw- <laughs> I see that all the time. These crappy like classic rock records. People think they're worth fifteen bucks. Was yeah. Like, yeah, no thanks. Yeah. So that was that, one that's I- what I would say about that Siren Records. The five dollar they hit their five dollar records there. A lot of places try to get fifteen bucks for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without a shadow. Anyway. Of yeah. So anyway, so that was the one I went to last night. That was one in downtown. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to say where it was because people might try and go cop that for Necro's album. So, <laughs> um, but then if so you want to was... know what what to buy your pal Tom Trauma for Christmas? <laughs> that Necro's record, hundred bucks. Don't pay more. You don't care about first presses. No, I really don't. I'm thrilled with the bootleg. Actually, it sounds great. So price sounds better than the original. I don't know. I I don't know to compare it to it. I I I don't know. Um. So then today, so this morning, um. Don picked me up at like nine o'clock, and we went out and got breakfast and stuff like that, and then we hit two other record stores in downtown Urbana, and. The first one, it doesn't it doesn't look like anything at all. It's just it's in the middle of this like regular housing district and it just looks like a like a one story house. And it's called Parasol Records and it's an old it's a record store, used records, some new records, old CDs, old cassettes, old magazines, plus he has a bike shop in there. And this guy who runs it, I actually recognized him and Don Don introduced us and stuff. He used to when I was there in the mid eighties, this guy used to have um like a video rental store called That's for Entertainment. And hmm. uh so those are videotapes, kids, for the people that don't know what videotapes are. You used to go in there and get dirty movies. Yeah, exactly. So um they had a lot of foreign films and stuff. They they got to be real real, real it got to be a real popular uh, place actually. This is was... a, a it's, it's an art film. It's, yeah. It, it, <laughs> yeah. With some nudity. It's but it's artistically it's, done. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so this guy used to run Natural Entertainment, so I recognized him from that, which is so funny cuz it's like 30 odd years ago and he recognized mm. me instantly. Mm. So that was that was interesting. So anyway, he runs this little record store and I guess they have a record label too called Parasol Records. Um mm. So a lot of really cool 45s. So did you, you must have felt obligated to buy something in there since you recognized the guy. Uh, I actually didn't because I looked through the albums and there was nothing I wanted, which mm. I felt bad about. Now, there was a lot of 45s, and it was like an early Who's Could Do 45 that, that I'd, I'd have bought in a heartbeat. But none of the 45s had prices on. Mm. So I asked him, what the hell, what's the deal with that? And he said, it's because they're all on Discogs. So, so there you go. So... Mm. Um, but anyway, it was the kind of old store that's just chock a block full of you know old vintage toys and you just know junk. magazines and yeah. But it's the kind of place you might find a killer old like Maximum Rock and Roll from like '85 with your favorite article in or something. So it's, it, well, and those places are always they're always fun to look around because you know it's it's always fun to look at, gawk at old junk that you used to have, even if you don't want it anymore. You know. Yeah. So I, you know, and I'm killing time by this time because you know I was like you know I'll get on the road by noon because I didn't want to be coming home to rush hour. 
Oh yeah. So I knew I want I probably wanted to be through the city by like three three thirty or something like that. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna leave at noon. So we just went to one other record store, which it's really sad. So um, and actually, it's a record store that used to be around in the '80s. So it was my favorite record store down there. It was called Record Swap, and it used to be on mm-hmm. Green Street, right in the middle of Campus Town. Um, and but now it's moved into this like semi-deserted mall in downtown Urbana where it's like it, it looks like a bomber's hit it there's like nothing in the, it used to be a popular mall there used to be like a Carson Perry Scott and stuff like that um, kind of high-end mall now there's like nothing in there except for homeless people it was mm. kind of sad you know but anyway Record Swap is now in there so when it was the old owner as well uh, I think his name is Bob uh, mm. So it was it was interesting, you know, the kind of store that, again, you could have spent like six hours in there, just thousands and thousands of records. Mm. Uh, kind of like that one we went to in, uh, when I was with you in Grand Rapids, that first huge one. Oh, yeah. Corner it, like, shop. Yeah, where it's almost too much, right? It's almost too big. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I actually, but I, I did end up getting T-shirts because they, had, they still had the original logo from when I was there in the 80s. So nice. Uh, I, yeah, so I bought a couple of T-shirts, so that was cool. So, shoot, I, you got. I should have had you play another song. I know, right? I've I was just thinking about that. Ago. I was just thinking about that. Yeah. So, All right, I, play uh play uh play your uh, last gang song. Yep. So this is yeah, this is the, uh, the last up. gang from uh, L.A. or San Diego. One or of something. two. One <laughs> two. Yeah. Girl singer is uh, as as Tom would say. They're, they're a trio or a quartet. They're a, they're a quartet. <laughs> Even though you're right, because on the on the album cover it just show only three it. people. You're right. Maybe they don't consider the drummer a person. <laughs> he did he did have frosted tips, so maybe that's why. <laughs> so yeah, so anyway, yes, this this is the last gang okay. with a song called Sing for Your Supper.
ago. That was Last Gang with uh, Sing for Your Supper. And I was uh, really going to be on top. I was really going to be on top of that tonight, Neil. I really was. I was really going to be on top, but I blew it. So anyway, I'll let you finish your story because really your last song belongs with kind of the end of the story. So yeah. So. Um, the first thing I wanted to say, so, I mean, Don, basically, when I got in there, I didn't move my car once from the parking lot of the hotel. Um, the best. Which was just as well. It was pissing down yesterday, and it was cold as hell today. Um, and you were drinking Guinness like oxygen. I, I Well, you know what? I drank some local local beers first. At the first couple of bars I was in, I drank hmm. uh, I drank a What's lager that? brewed by, a, I can't even remember the name of the brewery from Urbana. And then I had something at hmm. the Blind Pig. And uh, and then I drank yeah drank Guinness the rest of the night so so that was good but anyway you know, so big thanks to Don and I met his lovely wife I think her name is Jillana not Jillianna but Jillana I think her name is oh mm. yeah I think that's it um, met her very nice very lovely lady um, and yeah Don was cool as can be and you know thirty five years or whatever it was just melted away in 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 no time at all. And he drove me all around campus, saw some of our old stomping grounds and stuff like that. so um was it a nostalgia? I mean, was there a, it was. Like a, a big sense of nostalgia to you? Was it like uh, the I don't what, know Did yeah, the it open was. up the pores to your sensitive heart well it was it was I was actually really impressed with the place down there the The pace of life was certainly slower than Chicago. There was no people honking at each other like assholes sure. um. The price. There wasn't seven shootings while you were there. No, there wasn't. Even though Don said there's a lot of homeless down there, so that that was kind mm. of interesting. It kind of surprised me. Um, yeah, it was just nice. It was nice. I'd like to have spent more time there. Admittedly, you mm. know, because I I didn't get if we drove around a lot of the old places, but I would have liked to have walked around a little bit. But uh, you know, I didn't get, really get to do that. But uh, yeah, it was it was very cool, and he was cool as can be. And so he was always in bands. Um, so I think he was originally in a band called the Farmers Boys. Then he was in the band called the Bowery Boys. Then he was in McWilson with me. Um, then in the '90s, when we kind of lost touch, he was in a couple of kind of big deal type bands with uh, the guy Jay Bennett that used to be in Wilco, who was a uh, who's unfortunately passed away now. But um, okay, well, like that country. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. He was in, he was yeah, in an yeah. he was in an old country band called I think Steve Pride and His Bloodkin. That was one mm. band he was in. Um, but he was playing bass by this time. He wasn't playing drums anymore. Ooh, he got promoted. Yep. And then he was in a reasonably big band who was signed to a decent label called, uh, I think they were called The, the Moon Seven Times. Hmm. Who were kind of had a girl singer and they were kind of a dreamy kind of Americana pop kind of thing. And that was in the hmm. 90s. And they toured around in that band. And then um, he was in a band later on called The Greedy Loves. And so I'm actually going to play a song by the Greedy Loves to say thank you to Don. So uh, this song is by the Greedy Loves from 2005, and this song is called Greedy Love.
Greedy Loves with the song Greedy Love. That was from a demo. I don't think they ever put anything out, but I think that was from a demo that they did. And uh, I know it's not the regular kind of stuff we play on this show, but I just wanted to play it to say thanks to Don for being cool as can be. Mm. So anyway, yeah, I got back a couple of hours ago, and that was my that was my quick trip to uh, down to Champaign-Urbana. So like I say, glad I did because Teenage Ball Rocket have canceled the rest of their tour, so I will not be seeing them on Saturday. Hmm. Which is the second well, time? I, I, which is the second time now because they were supposed to play Chop Shop, um, twenty nineteen, and then COVID hit that one, and now COVID's done them again. So, yeah. Hmm. Well, that uh, that sounds like fun. That's too bad. I, I think I probably would have enjoyed that trip. Yeah. Especially with somebody else driving me around. Yeah, I think so. Just from bar that's to kind of, bar, you can't beat that, right? That's kind of my thing. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> yeah. Kind of my thing. <laughs> um, no, it sounds sounds really good. I would, I was going to say, I'm, I'm actually, I'll, you know, we've been having some, I have a couple of personal things going on that I'm going to share real quick, just because we're always like, we always kind of let people know what's going on with our lives. So Mrs. Trauma is doing much better. Good, good, good. She, she had been really sick for a couple of weeks. I was actually uh, looking at checking out some mail order uh, Russian brides, <laughs> but it appears that she's going to pull the, no, she's, she's doing much better. But like everybody who got the stuff like I did and everybody else, it sort of kicks your butt, you know? So she's just, she's, you know, gets kind of worn out, but she's back in action and the house isn't going to fall, fall apart, which is nice. But the other thing I did this weekend, and I, I don't know that you've see, cause I know your, your arrangements always been a little different. Like your daughter stayed with you sometimes and yeah, yeah. sometimes not, but we, uh, I moved Alex out last weekend. Oh, wow. Okay. My older daughter, Alex, who has been on the show a couple of times, it's kind of bittersweet. You know, she's very independent. It's not like, you know, we kicked her out or anything. She's, uh, She's very independent. She's got a good job, and she moved out. But that's uh, makes me sort of sad. Well, that's okay because now there's a bedroom for me to stay in, so I don't have to stay at a exactly. shitty hotel at three hundred dollars a night. <laughs> exactly, as long as she gets her books out of there. Well, it it, it, it is funny because yeah, I'm, I haven't had to help somebody move for a long time, and it's just like I'm never going to move. I'm just going to burn this place down when it's time to go. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm going to take it. what I want. And, I get uh, it. Yeah. So so yeah so anyway, I want to play a song. So, like, when Alex was 14, she was my show buddy. Like, if Scott couldn't go, Alex came on all over the place with your shows. She saw, I know your daughter's similar, where she's seen a ton of punk bands, right? Yeah. She probably has more has more punk credibility than a lot of these, you know, 40-year-old guys who pretend to be punk rockers. 100%. So, yeah. um, so I'm going to play a Dead Milkman song for Alex. So, this is dedicated to my daughter, Alex, who doesn't listen to the podcast anyway. But, anyway. <laughs> This is uh, Dead Milkman, a fun, a fun song, Punk Rock Girl. Punk Rock Girl 
Saturday I took a walk to zip her head I met a girl there and she almost knocked me dead Oh brother, please look at me What do you see? Let's travel around the world Just you and me, punk rock girl I tapped her on the shoulder and said, do you have a bell? She looked at me and smiled and said she did not know Slam dance to a dress like Minnie Pearl Just you and me, punk rock girl We went to the Philly Pizza Company And ordered some hot tea The waitress said, well, no, we only have it iced So we jumped up on the table And shouted anarchy And someone played a Beach Boys song On the jukebox It was California dreaming So we started screaming On such a winter's day took me to her parents for a Sunday meal Her father took one look at me and he began to squeal Punk rock girl, it makes no sense Your dad is the vice president, rich as the Duke of Earl Yeah, you're for me, punk rock girl To a shopping mall and laughed at all the shoppers And security guards trailed us to a record shop We asked for Mojo Nixon, they said he don't work here We said if you don't got Mojo Nixon then your store could use some fixing We got into a car away, we started rolling I said how much you pay for this and nothing man Okay, zip ahead. That was uh, Dead Milkman with Punk Rock Girl, which is probably one of the only Dead Milkman songs I know, to be honest. Oh, they're they're so great. I know you're not. You don't really share. I'm a big fan of them. I know you're really not because you think they're too goofy. But man, I like them. There's always a little bitterness with the with the humor, you know, much like ourselves, Neil. There's always a little bitterness mixed in with the humor. Oh, that's good. Always good to have. So, that. not that song though. That's just a nice, just a nice fun song. Yeah. Are they so, still are they still going? Yeah. Okay. They, they play sporadically, but they the main I know the main singer does a lot of solo stuff too. Now where were they from? Philadelphia. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't. I don't really know much about them. I mean, I, I had, that song was I've huge. Never, obviously, it was on I've MTV. Never, I've never seen them. Huh. Okay. Bitchin' Camaro was big. They had a few kind of I mean hits in the punk world, right? It was all off that first but, album, right? It was that big lizard in my backyard or something? Uh that one wasn't on the first album. Oh, it wasn't. Okay. Wasn't that, the name, um, was is, isn't that the name of the album, or am I wrong? No, that wasn't the name of the album. Oh. It was Big Lizard in the Backyard, Beelzebubba. I don't remember. Okay. I don't know. Now I'm double-checking, but I don't think that was... first album had, like, VFW, Pitch uh, and Camaro. Anyway, doesn't matter. Punk Rock Girl, Song by the Dead Milkman. I mean, I have them all on CD. I don't really have any of the vinyl. Yeah, that's from Beelzebubba, 1988. <laughs> An impressionable fifteen-year-old Tom drama. Well, that was a cool video. I, I was I was used yeah. to watch and enjoy, enjoy that video on MTV. Yes. With the punk rock so, girl, you probably turned on by the punk rock girl, weren't you? 
Yes. Well, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna turn this thing on its head now, Neil. Oh shit. And we're gonna we're gonna do an animal segment. What the fuck? <laughs> well, I'm gonna take you to task for one thing because well, actually, I can't really because you drove down to Champagne. Like every time I try to get you to drive somewhere, like I couldn't get you to come like an hour and a half up to Milwaukee to see a show. But you drove how far to get this new cat of yours? I, I got, I got. This story must be told. Actually, it's not yours, right? Your daughter. <laughs> it's Lydia's cat. Yeah, she's wanted a, she's wanted a black, uh, a sphinx cat for a couple of years now. Cats hate you, you know. Cats don't care about you. That's why I love cats, them. Cats, cats are soulless beasts. That's why. That's anyway. why I love them. They're completely, they're complete assholes. Um, yeah, she's wanted a sphinx cat forever. <clears throat> which, if anyone doesn't know, that's those hairless cats that you'll see Doctor Evil with on the. Uh, Mike got the Meisner big movies. ears. Yep, the huge ears and stuff. They look like, like they need to be sent back to hell. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it looks like she looks like a gargoyle. It it is true. Um, so these things are far and few between, right? You can't just go to your regular animal shelter and get one. Uh, you have to go to a breeder pretty much to get them. And there was a breeder in Milwaukee or somewhere in Wisconsin, not too far that 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 breeds them. But a, she wants close to three thousand dollars for them. Oh my god! For a cat and B. Um, see, see, that's the thing with live where I live, Neil. There's free kitten signs everywhere. Well, again, it's not. not it's not. It's not just a regular cat. That's the thing. I said to Lydia. I, know. I said to Lydia, "We'll we'll just get a regular cat and I'll shave it." I was like, <laughs> "There you go." Well, the funny thing is, it's a three thousand dollar cat, and it's probably they're probably so inbred they probably have all kinds of health problems and stuff too. Well, because um, like I know all those fancy breed dogs always yes. have problems. Overbred, right? yeah, completely overbred. Yeah. Um. Anyway. But anyway, so this woman in in Wisconsin, yeah, three thousand dollars, and then she sells them as soon as she gets them. I mean, there's like a waiting list or something. So. Cat. <clears throat> um. So anyway, so we were looking at other people, and then this lady in Ohio has some, and they were not even close to being that expensive. And uh, but the problem was obviously it's. Ohio, and it was the far side of Ohio. Basically, it was Pennsylvania. So we'd have been looking at a six and a half hour drive for that, and um, that would have that would have meant to stay overnight. So sure. quite on top of the gas and the price of two hotel rooms or whatever, and add that onto the price of the cat, and it would be you know again getting getting up. So there. is Lydia buying herself this cat, yes. or is this a gift from Dad? Well, okay. I, you're well, not I, paying for the cat. Well, actually, you know but what it's we decided still cost to you do. A couple hundred bucks to go get the thing. Well, yeah, it was it was that, but also it's getting close to Christmas, so I was like, you know what? Uh, I'll pay. We'll pay half. So she's oh, paying, she was paying and half, and paying half, and as your Christmas present, right? It's kind of handy. There you I, go. I didn't know what to buy her for Christmas anyway. So yeah, <laughs> I, I'm out. struggling with what, what to get for the kids this year too. But yeah. anyway, that's right. Yeah. So, I, um, but the lady said, "Well, I tell you what, because I know you got a long way to go. I'll drive a couple of hours uh, west and meet you." by Toledo. So, um, you know, and that made it very doable then because that meant it was only a four. Well, that's still what, four hours. I mean, it was four. Yeah. It was a four, it was a four hour drive. Yeah. But again, Jesus Christ, it would have been a lot easier just getting through Chicago (laughs) fucking forever. Well, I'll tell you what, dude, next time I say, Hey, come up to Milwaukee. There's a great show up there. And you're like, "Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Or let's come down to Indy three hours. A great show. Great show. And you're like, "Uh, I don't know. I'm going to send you a picture of that ugly ass cat. Oh no, I'd be, I'd be more. That's going to be my only text message. Just a picture of your cat. No, I'll, you know what? Well, when did I, when did I blow off a Milwaukee show? Well, I was trying to get you to come up for the first, we went and saw Boris two nights in a row. Yeah, I didn't, 
I didn't feel like I need to see bars two nights in a row, but um, should have should have come up. Should've, well, and then we went and saw Sloppy and Indy after you know after we were up there with you too. I don't know. It's just fun. It's fun to see a band. No, two I definitely I, I definitely want to do that. I definitely want to go up to the X Ray Arcade or whatever in Milwaukee because it does sound like a lot of fun. I'll definitely do that. That's not much of a drive at all. But Indy is kind of a hassle, man. I don't know. Mm, Indy's a great city, though. It's fun. It always seems to be further than you think it is. So it's about least, three hours. It's three hours from Chicago. But anyway, yeah, well, so, so that was my... Three hours that, from Chicago, which means three and a half for you. Yeah. So, like, that was my... See, I've just... So, yeah, I've done a lot of driving this week. So, it was that was last Saturday. It was... Basically, I was driving all day. Maybe uh, you're busting out of your run, man. Maybe, maybe you're ready. Maybe you're ready to road trip with Scott and I, where we just get in the car and just drive for eight hours to see a festival or Dude, something. I'll be honest. I, the driving doesn't bother me except for the going through Chicago. It's always such a fucking pain in the ass. It just gets me so irate getting in the traffic in 1994. If I could bypass it like I did yesterday, I'm I'm fine. You know, I'm just moderately. Well, angry. and that's what that's like when we came up last time to see you. And if we come for the queers, which I I don't know if we're gonna come up or not or come oh, down or not. not. Oh, I, please come. I don't I don't know, I don't know. But if we do. You have to not be offended if we stay on the south side because it is literally so much quicker. I agree. Yeah, no, I, I it get takes it. at least yeah. a half hour off the trip because, like, we went down to Indy, staying up by you. It's, it adds a half hour because you have to go through the city. Yeah, but I don't know. We'll see. I that's half an hour on a, a good way. day. That's half an hour on a good day. I'm trying to figure out a way to make it into a romantic weekend, Neil. Forget not that, with man. Scott. It's not, that's not happening. Enough. That's not happening. He and I have had enough romantic weekends this year. I'm talking about my wife. Hopefully, at some point. So, well, dude, we'll you're see. Not, dude, you're not taking you're not you're not taking your wife for a romantic weekend at that shit flea bag hotel in Chinatown. Oh no, no, no! We're not staying Chinatown in. No. <laughs> no. She would fucking divorce you, man. You'd be out in the street. Dude, dude, we've been going there for like five years. The front door has been smashed and taped, and, and it's, <laughs> it's just, as far as I know, they haven't replaced the tape yet. It's just Amazing. taped glass. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I guess you but, could because uh, it's going to be Christmassy, so the, all the Christmas lights will be on on Michigan Avenue. You could make some kind of romantic, but man. Well, and but, that's what I thought, too. I said that to Scott, too, and you know what he said? He said, you know, if it wasn't for all the freaking COVID stuff and the mask stuff, it kind of ruins everything, you know? Like, you um, don't want to go inside. And... But if you're going to do so, that downtown chicago christmas expect to pay like 300 and 400 dollars for a hotel room for the night yeah just to look at some lights there's lots of lights here too in, in michigan so we'll see <laughs> yeah, lots of lights. we'll stay across <laughs> we'll stay we'll stay across the indiana border with where the real people live yeah uh I but, I, but we'll I, hope you, I hope you do come for that queer show because i i got tickets so it's queers Susie moon and Capcom heroes i think it's going to be a hell of a show no it's a it's a great show there's no yeah. question about that Scott wants to go to both nights or wanted to go to both nights. I don't, I don't know. We'll see. I don't want to. I, I, I don't think I can pull off both nights just because I've been gone so much and I just haven't. I just haven't taken my wife anywhere nice. I think I'm think, behind, man. I'm behind the eight ball. I think my buddy Rick's gonna go. Like I'm convincing well, him cool. to go too. So I think, yeah, I think he's gonna go to that too. Well, so that, listen, cool. it would definitely be, it would definitely be fun, and it, it's one of those things because I do feel like stuff's gonna start getting shut down again potentially. So it makes me even more motivated to try to get up there. But now, why do you down say there. that? I don't know, man. Well, and I don't know. Maybe Illinois is not so bad, but Michigan has once again become a kind of a COVID hotspot. Huh. So Cause, I, mean, I don't know. Cause it, it, I, it's 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 almost dropped out of the news. I mean, it's I don't really even see that many stories. I'm about supposed it. to go to a show on Tuesday night. That tour is still going, as far as I know. It's it's a big metal tour. It's uh, Municipal Waste, uh, Crowbar, Skeletal Remains, and Dead Heat. <laughs> Sounds like sounds a blast. Like, sounds like I'll hate like hate it with a passion. Yeah, it should be fun. It should be cool. Did but you, anyway, did you enjoy Municipal Waste when they played PRB? Eh, I mean it was all right. I stood the back. I, I generally like them. Okay. 
but it was it wasn't my favorite setting for that kind of a thing. Ah, okay. Um, all right. So I'm not done talking about animals yet. Okay. What are, What are you gonna hassle me about this time? No, no. It's actually gonna get real gruesome. It's. I know I'm gonna irritate some people, slash, turn some people off. Oh Jesus! But you know, it's funny because you always make fun of me for being like a country boy, but I'm really not. I've never lived on more than a half an acre. I'm definitely a suburban kid. Oh you know? God, I know where, I know where this is going. <laughs> suburban kid ain't got no hope. But you know, it's funny. So my daughter raises rabbits, right? She does. Yes. This is gonna get sad, you, isn't it? You've seen some of them. It is. Well, it was an interesting experience. I, I, I'm sort of I, – I, so while you were out buying a $1,000 cat or whatever it was, we had some meat rabbits that needed to be taken care of. My I daughter thought out. she might get into, the, get into the meat rabbit raising business. People like to eat rabbit. It's quite like a delicacy, I guess. Yes, I would, li- I would like to eat it too. It doesn't mean I want to take one and strangle it or whatever the fuck Well, the is. funny thing is a, a cat skin looks exactly like a rabbit. Well, like, you literally can't tell the difference. I don't intend to skin or eat my cats. <laughs> but, you know, so I go over to my brother-in-law. Now, my brother-in-law is about 60 years old, and he lives in the country, and he is a real man's man. This is a guy who hunts deer and drives trucks and drinks bush out of a can. Is that what it takes to be a man's man, is it? <laughs> well, you know, around here, yes. Driving a in truck? In Okay. That's how you can tell a real man is your champagne. So, so yeah, we we processed these rabbits. Oh no! What, the, no, hold on, hold on. Processed? What does that mean? You mean killed? Well, here's here's here's. Well, I mean, you had to kill them. Yeah, it's cruel to cut them into meat if they're not dead. I think is probably more cruel. <laughs> yeah, you probably did. But it, it is a bizarre psycho. It killer. is a strange process, and I know we have some hillbillies that listen. So I know I know some people won't be offended. But here's the thing, you know, and and you know, you and I are both meat eaters. Someone has to kill our food for us, mm-hmm. but but usually we're not so close to the process. Right? Yes, we're not. We're not knee deep in guts and fucking so intestines. The, so the the strange thing about it is, so you kind of hold them up by their rear feet. The wor- very worst part of it is, is you basically have to whack them in the head and break their neck. Oh Jesus Christ! So you hold them up by their rear feet and you use like a tire iron or two by four or something. You kind of got to <laughs> smack. So that's the worst part of it to me. I think Richard so White we had just turned off. Them. I think you just lost we had six. We had six of them. Oh, please. Oh. He's probably whacking some kind of an animal right now. <laughs> we had six of them, and I had to whack five of them. My brother-in-law did the first one. And so I got to tell you, I'm definitely not going to be a serial killer because I did not really enjoy that part of it. Good. Jesus. But then you but then you kind of cut up on the top of their fur where it's loose, and both of you grab on one end, and then you just pull them apart. The fur just kind of comes right off. <laughs> and then – throw up. And then you kind of snip the ankles and ankles and wrists off, you know, to get the fur off. And then you got to cut the head off. I mean, with like a big scissors or shears or something. And then uh, what is this? What is this show turned into? When then you slit the belly open and you kind of have to just you kind of finger the organs out. You just kind of <laughs> it, it was kind of interesting though, Neil. Looking at the little heart, little I, lungs. And I never want to hear you say the words. I never want to hear you say those words. Finger the organs ever again. <laughs> But it's interesting. You look at it like, oh, there's the liver, there's the there's the kidneys, and and the bottom line is, it's a ton of work. And when you get done, I swear there's like a pound and a half of meat for each one. So you could have just gone to the store and bought. Dude, I'm never. There's no way. I'm I'm just buying chickens. Yeah, there you go. I believe they just die on their own. Hey, weren't they a hardcore band from uh, from the from the West Coast in the '80s? Finger the organs, FTO. I don't know. I don't know. I just made that up, obviously. Um, so it's funny. Like I said, I know a lot. I'm sure we have some vegan and vegetarian listeners, and I don't mean to gross anybody out, but it was very, it was very interesting. And like I said, I'm definitely not into the killing part, so that's good. Uh, 
I mean, I don't think I'm going to go around, you know, killing people anytime soon. Well, but, I, know, uh, yeah. I, know, I know that you've told me that you've uh, you've had to put down your brother-in-law's dog or something before, right? I put down a cat, a couple yeah. cats. Yeah. Well, you just do that because you enjoy it, you anti-cat bastard. No, I just don't like paying big money. And the real test, Neil, will be when my beloved Sheena dies, my dog of 11 or 12 years. Yeah. Because in my mind, I'm like, well, it'll be much nicer for me to take her out and give her some hot dogs and... You know, just give her a quick pop in the back of the head. To me, that's much nicer than a dog like her who's never been to the vet to have to go on a car ride and get all nervous and be all scared and all that. But I don't know. We'll see if I can actually do it when the time comes. Well, here's something that happens. If right? I'm actually cold-blooded enough to. So, well, okay. So Laura and Lydia, um, they've had an old husky for like 15 years, and they we just had to have. Fine, buddy. I'll shoot your dog. But you got to bring it here. I'm not going there. No, we just no, 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 no. We had Buddy put to sleep. <laughs> we had Buddy put to sleep oh, about a month sorry. or two ago, and uh, oh, that's sorry, what dude, actually. What you can do, because again, yeah, we couldn't, we couldn't get, we, Buddy couldn't go down the stairs because he, you know, we couldn't really walk too well anymore, so we couldn't get down all the stairs. So we actually had to, a vet will come to your house. You have to pay a bit more money, but they will come to your house and do it. So you know, I'm a cheapskate, right? You are a fucking cheapskate. <laughs> you buy a lot of twenty-two shells for the price of a doctor visit. I guarantee you. Rick keeps telling me that the shells are expensive, right? Bullets are expensive. They are. Right Amos, now, Amos, they? Amos, Amos kind of hard to get. Yeah. Rick would probably do it for you. He's out in the country, right? He's well. He's got a dog. She's the most spoiled thing in the whole world. He talks a good ah. game. He talks a good game. But goddamn, his his fucking dog is like a princess. They take her on vacation with him. Here's the bottom line, people. I'll shoot your dog for you, but a, <laughs> I'm not driving to you. You have to drive to me. And b, I do not dig holes. You want it buried? You're gonna have to do it yourself. So all letters of complaint go to Rick. I mean, go to Tom. <laughs> they don't go to me. They just. This is all about Tom. All hey, right, listen. Play a song. Listen. We're going to play a song. This is uh, by the great North Carolina band Anti-Scene. I think I've played them once or twice before. You have, yeah. But they're hillbillies, and their songs are great. And this is called Animals Eat Them. Yeah. 
Fantastic band Anti-Scene. Uh, in one of the record stores today, I saw an Anti-Scene 45. So I was tempted nice. to buy it. They have it, about but... 100 releases. They oh, have they a do. Ton okay. Yeah. Releases. And they rehash everything, and a lot of it's wrestling-inspired. And their 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 core albums are great, but they, they definitely have to be kind of careful when wading into their catalog. Hmm. I could see that. I would yeah, yeah. love to get the main guy. What's his name? Jeff Clayton? Jeff Clayton? I wonder if he'd come on. He'd be fun, I bet. I always get him confused. I always we, get. Oh, we can talk about different. Ways, we can talk about different ways of skinning animals and whatnot. And then I could talk about wrestling with him. That would be cool. Um, there you go. So I always get anti-heroes and anti-scene confused. You can see why. Well, anti-heroes were from Atlanta, and they were more like an oi band. Right. That's who. And that's who I keep on thinking of. Been yeah. around forever. They were actually like from the early '80s. They're kind of known as being G.G. Allen's backup band, but the fact of the matter is they were a band long before they were G.G. Allen's backup band, and they only did one like one full album with G.G. Hmm. So, but they're good. They're they're good. I mean, I've I've seen them uh, two or three times. Matter of fact, I saw them at Reggie's with Sloppy. Oh, and Andy Lined. Yeah, that would, that that's cool. Good. Yeah, yeah, they're a cool band. Um, all right, on a completely different to- topic. Good. We're off the animals now. Everyone can tune back. We, we should have told people to tune out if they were squeamish, is what we should have done. Listen, your food comes from somewhere. Yes, we don't need to see it, though. We don't need to see it being butchered. Well, I, think, I, don't know, I don't know that it's the worst thing in the world to be reminded that your food was live at one point. Fine. I, 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 get, that. I get that. I get that. But I couldn't do it. I know. I so next time it. you're up here, we're just going to pull over in a random field and pop a cow. <laughs> Jesus like, Christ. <laughs> well, well, I, I, well, I guess this is the weird thing about me. I think I could kill a person easier than I could kill an animal. There you go. Hmm. There you go. Does that make me a weirdo? It is funny, right? Because we watch television. Because we're so desensitized. So we watch television, and every you know drama, somebody dies every hour, right? That's true. Yep. It's even more violent than real life. But when you see somebody being cruel to an animal, you're like, oh, it's the unforgivable sin. I need to, they need to die. Yep. So it's kind of – so I think at the end of the day, I don't agree with what you're saying, but I sort of agree, I sort of understand your sentiment. You know, most people are assholes. You know. Yes. Well, most animals are too. I mean my dog, you know, we, we were afraid she was going to die. We got very tenderhearted towards her, and I'm – you know, I was guilty of that. But now she's better, and she's just being a pain in the ass. <laughs> Because she's gotten used to having the additional attention of a dog that we thought was going to die. Like, if we thought we were going to pull through, we wouldn't have been so nice. Yeah, they're pretty straightforward, though. You know what I mean? They're, they're, yeah. You know. All right, Neil. I'm, I'm going to read a letter. Okay. Oh, yes. Letters. Sure. 
go for it. I mean, I don't know that we'll have time to get to the other one. I might have to save that for another time, but because well, we have we so many hot, we have so many hot topics tonight. Jesus, look at you! All right. But I got this. This one, I, I, it makes me laugh, and it's from Brian, uh, who's written to us before. I think he's in the Virginia area. Yep, he is. Yep. Hey, Tom and Neil, because I have another topic I want to get into after this. This will segue into it. So, hey, Tom and Neil, looking for some punk show advice. I saw Field, Field Day a month ago. Great band. We saw them at PBR too, and the PBRs were flowing. We saw him at PRB, and he was drinking PBRs. Anyway. When the opening band said, this is our last song, I hit the restroom, bought another beer, and made my way up front. Unfortunately, Field Day was only a few songs into their set when I realized nature was calling again. But there isn't a single Dag Nasty song I wanted to miss, so I held it for a few more songs until I had to give up for a hurried trip to the bathroom. Is this you? Are we sure this isn't you? Luckily, (laughs) this wasn't a packed show, so I got in and out quickly, and I made my way back up front. Still, I was disappointed in my bladder. I didn't want to miss any part of Field Field Day's set. And if the show had been more crowded, there would have been a line at the men's room and I wouldn't have gotten as good a spot when I returned. So, what did Tom and Neil do when nature calls? Do you have a game plan for when to go? I know Tom goes through plenty of beers at every show, so he's got to have some sort of strategy. <laughs> and Neil is older or more experienced at going to punk shows, so this has got to be a concern for him too. <laughs> hell, I've heard, hell, we've already devoted a whole show to his colonoscopy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to another show soon where I don't want to miss a single song, so what is your advice looking out for number one? Neil, your thoughts? <laughs> Well, I don't appear to have the problem that you and Brian do. It's, <laughs> I don't have to go uncontrollably, even though I'm older than both of you. So, uh, well, I don't go uncontrollably. I mean, I go a lot, but I go quick and I get back. And luckily, the shows I go to generally are not super well attended. And normally, I'll I'll plan it well enough that if I feel like I have to go, I will go. Um, normally, a couple of songs into like the warm up band set, because <clears throat> then I, I'll know that the bathroom will be empty. You don't wait. Oh, to- I told. You don't wait in between told, songs, in between I sets, totally I mean. Do what, I totally do what he says, which is, you know, when the opening band's finishing up or whatever, when you know there's no crowd. But, you know, the, the fact of the matter is the last few shows I've been to, it just hasn't been that big of an issue. Right. I mean, if you're talking like a riot fest or something and you want to get up the front and see somebody, you're screwed. Because you'll oh, never make yeah. your way back. 100%. Right? In fact, you might, you might as well wear depends on just pissing your pants. You well, it, it's funny you say that, Neil, because, you know, I, I was a big Howard Stern fan. I don't know if you – you said you were a bit of a Howard Stern fan yeah, too, Yeah, yeah, right? back in the day, yeah. And his, like, last incarnation on Satellite, he had a guy working for him named Richard Christie, who was a pretty well-known drummer, actually. Played drums in the band Death, and he played in Iced Earth and some other metal bands, had his own band. And he was such a big music fan that he would wear, and and he was such a big drunk and a music fan, that he would wear Depends or something Hmm. to the show so that he wouldn't have to leave to pee and he would just piss himself. But he had to leave to go and buy more beer at the bar, so what's the difference? I don't know. You double fist, I guess. Huh. You know, it is it is tough. Like, like okay, for a band like Slobby Seconds, right? You know, I've seen him a bunch of times. I, do, I don't love every song equally. So there are a couple that I might be more tempted to run to the bathroom for. But, yeah, usually I just wait till I just can't barely stand it anymore. I mean, and hopefully you go into a place where it's got a decent-sized bathroom, like you were saying, that you can go in and, you know, there won't be a queue if there's only because there's only yeah. two urinals or something. But, dude, this place I was at yesterday, um, the Rose Bowl Tavern, the men's room was the size of a closet. And somehow there was two urinals and the shitter in there. I mean, the urinals... Just no, no dividing walls or anything. The urinals just... were basically right on top of each other. It was actually very uncomfortable. 
you could feel your belt loop hitting the belt loop of the guy next to you. Basically, it was Just it was it. very weird. It was the kind of thing where you open the door and you you the door like smashes into somebody pissing. I mean, that's how tiny this rest restroom was. The, that that place we saw sloppy seconds in Indianapolis was a great great old venue. It was a murat. It was like built by the Shriners or something, but it was not handicap accessible. Stairs everywhere, so you actually had to run up stairs to go. Oh dear. Yeah, how's that the bathroom. these days? Yeah, but there was tons of toilets, so it wasn't a matter of like you never had to wait. Mm-hmm. But you know, but that's that's a different story. So uh, anyway, Brian, I I really can't say I have a strategy for that. But luckily, the bands I like are not that popular, so it's just not that big of an issue. I would, and would I it... very rarely go to I very rarely go to like big arena shows where it's like an issue because you know if you go see Metallica at the arena or something it sucks man there is the men will be men's room will be backed up you know lined up out the door like a sporting event. I've got a, I've got some advice for Brian. If he says that he went between bands and then he had to go again like three songs into into a field day's set which would probably be about six minutes. I'd be I'd be concerned that I'd go and see a fucking go and see something about your bladder or your prostate. Hey Neil, that doesn't sound right. Maybe he's drinking like a man. <laughs> Is he? <laughs> well, like a, six a six pints in six minutes. Exactly. <laughs> that exactly. doesn't that doesn't sound too good. Well, at least you won't I'm, be having I'm any kidney stones. He can say that. That'll be good. So anyway, I guess the bottom line is we don't have a strategy A and B. Um, you could wear depends, which I think would be hilarious. If you do that, I want to follow up letter. <laughs> Because I just think, I don't know if I could stand, like, the warm urine on myself, and then we get cold after a while, right? Okay, well, let me ask you this. So, while we were at Punk yeah. Rock Bowling, did you go to some of those, like, horrible outside shitters that they have? You know, those, like... I mean, I never shit, but I mean, you have to. You have to pee. I was drinking PBR like it was water. Yeah, actually, they they weren't so bad. I, there's one here uh, um, at the Renaissance Fair. I won't sit here. down on one, dude. I'd rather have my liver explode. Yeah, at the Renaissance Fair up here, um, the shit you would never—I—I I, I don't even try and pee in them. They are so fucking disgusting. Um, just a bunch of you see the ones where it's like got that, got like the tower, like a perfect like pyramid, like uh, where if you sat down on it, it would actually like touch your rectum. Just, just awful. I mean, you can just see all the shit turd. and stuff just like floating around in there and stuff, and the absolutely like, stink. Oh, turd, 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 iPhone. Oh, and you know which yeah. one was even worse? When we went to that, when we went to that Pegboy outdoor show, you know, in COVID, the uh, the the parking lot show. Yeah. Remember they had all those urinals there, those outside porta potties. Yeah. But, but do you remember what it was like? Because it was dark. Because it was really. nighttime. You couldn't oh. see. You couldn't see where the door <laughs> was. You couldn't see where the fucking pisser was when you were in there, unless you used your phone. It was. It was Piss all over the wall. Wasn't great. Yeah. So. All right. Well, so the, 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 this actually, I actually want to use this as a segue. <laughs> I can see where this one's going. So you've seen the the, the big news thing that's going on this week, right? Uh, which? The big, like, rock and roll news thing? Uh, well, you don't know where I'm going, do you? No, I don't, actually. Okay, so there's a band oh, called yes, Brass. Oh, yes, I do. Um, yes, I do. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So I had never heard of this band in my life. Yeah, what's the name of the band? Uh, they're called Brass Against. They're female-fronted. Um... The singer is, she's sort of, she's kind of cute, actually. She looks like she's maybe, like, mixed race, but she's from Detroit, but she's got curly hair, you know, I mean, nice-looking girl. And all the rest of the guys are, it's dudes, and they, they, what they basically do, I think, is play, like, Tool and Rage Against the Machine and covers like that, but, like, with a brass band with this chick singing. Oh, God, shoot me in the face. Yeah, it's not, yeah, I'm I'm certainly not going to say that it's my thing. I mean, it it doesn't even, but but the fact of the matter is, 
It's interesting, right? Because nobody had ever, ever heard of this band before last week. Right. And But even though they must be somewhat known because they were playing this thing that happened, it wasn't at like a bar. It was at like a big outdoor music festival in Florida, like the type where like Metallica or Disturbed or something headlines. Hmm. Interesting. So they were up on stage playing, and some guy volunteered or something for her to piss on his face. So he volunteered? Or oh, she, oh, she said, I have to piss. Or, like, man, Dude, he laid down. down underneath her, and she squatted down and pulled her pants off. You can find the video. I don't know if you find the video as much. You can find some stills of her pissing on this dude. I think this was one of those art films I rented in the 80s. I think it was exactly. like this. <laughs> well, and it, it, it is bizarre. And it's funny. I used to see some wild acts, man, back in the 90s, where it was a lot of nudity and a lot of weird, like... I mean, this this is almost like a Gigi Allen type level thing, yeah, right? Sounds, almost. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. Of course, she didn't poop in his mouth or poop on his face. Um, but it, it is bizarre. It definitely must be one of those kind of caught up in the moment type of things. But it, it it's just amazing. So of course, the big promoters. So this this band apparently was giving some big gigs, despite the fact that we haven't heard of them. All the promoters are like, "Oh, we won't have this now. We can't have this. They're losing all their gigs." But I mean, this. All publicity is good publicity for a band this size, right? Well, if he wanted it done to him, it's not like she forced him on the floor and like beat the shit out no, of him and then but, pissed on him. But there is such a thing as public decency. You can't oh. just whip out your dick and piss on the front row. I mean, you can, Neil, but normal people can't. <laughs> I mean, you're a celebrity. You can do it. You're like R. Kelly. You're like the R. Kelly of punk rock. <laughs> wow. But it is... Uh, okay. It is a bizarre... I mean, it's 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 a bizarre story. and And then, of course... You know, it's in Florida where it happens, so the bunch of redneck cops or whatever, they're like, they're looking into charges, which I think is kind of silly. But I suppose, like I said, if there's kids around, you can't have people just pissing all over. Or it'd be like the, you know, abandoned malls in Urbana, right? Right. Just homeless people pissing all over the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was, it was just kind of sad. It was sad. Sad, sad, sad. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I saw this story. I didn't think, I didn't think anything of it. it I thought it sounded kind of sexy, to be honest. It's got a lot of legs. Yeah. Well, it's funny. It's funny because somebody else said, I'm like, I don't think I'm into that. But I'm not sure I'm not into that. You know, I just don't think I am. So I don't know. Yeah. You know, get caught up in the moment. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and play a Brass Against song. Just just kidding. I'm never going to do that. But you are going to play a song called. I'm going to play a defensive song. I'm going to play an offensive song, though. I'm going to play it's from uh, The Mentors. When I think offensive, I often think The Mentors. And uh, this is a great one off their first album. You asked for it. This is uh, Golden Shower. Enjoy, kids. Golden Showers by The Mentors. It's 
Shows of hits. There you go. Yes. Exactly. Well, it's funny because I love that album too, but there's actually not any songs about Golden Showers on that album. Well, isn't that the front cover though? Isn't the front cover the the gold record and then they're pissing on it? It's in a urinal, right? I think it's symbols. Is it gold records? That's. I thought it was. It was like symbols slammed into a urinal. No, it's the 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 gold records. And the funny thing is. I think that I read an interview with Keith Morris at the time, and he said they just, whatever record label it was, they just pulled golden records off the walls and just pissed on them or something. Huh. Which I found, well, I found fascinating and, and uh, hysterical. So, yeah. I like that album quite a bit. I like that one better than Wild in the Streets, as a matter of fact. So, hold on. So, let, 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 me, let me reiterate this. So, this show, you've talked about killing animals and getting pissed on. Tom, yes. what, what's, what's going on with you, buddy? I'm trying to get us canceled, Neil. <laughs> I guess. I have to talk to Mrs. Trauma about you now that she's feeling better. You've gone off the we rails need to completely. <laughs> we need to be vic- we need to be victims. We need to become victims. We need to get canceled. So I actually anyway. so let me ask. So how did your how did your daughter take to the to the meat rabbit thing? Was she happy with it? Does she like she eating gonna, rabbits or she was she was she upset? Come. She did not want to eat them. Mm-hmm. She said, "You know, I probably would, but I raised them." So we had them yesterday, so I gotta tell you, my wife like wrapped them in bacon and baked it, and it was pretty good. Not great, but you know what's not what's not good if you're having bacon, right? I was gonna say you could just have the bacon by itself, and it would be fantastic. Just throw it in a sandwich, have a good bacon buddy. It's great. But no, it was it was very good. But my daughter did not eat it. But she bought those ones to be meat rabbits. But we're not doing it anymore. We gave we gave mom to the we gave mom to the brother in law. She if he wants to do some more, so be it. But I just can't imagine the amount of work and money you put into these things for this little bit of meat 
yeah, for a practical standpoint. But people love it. People, my in-laws, when my wife was a kid, they raised rabbits to eat, and my in-laws love it. And they were buying it at like fifteen dollars a pound, so they were thrilled when I brought them a couple of rabbit carcasses. So you said that it's like tastes like dark meat chicken or something? Because that's I do like dark meat yes, chicken. Very, so very much like dark meat chicken. No, it's good. I mean, it's it's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like. Well, and that's what I said. I'm like, unless I eat this and it's so revelatory that I just have to have more of it, I'm not doing this. It's too much work. Yeah. Yeah. For the amount of stuff you get. I'm just not that. And like I said, as much as, as much fun as it is to, you know, crack a rabbit's skull with a tire iron, you don't necessarily need to do it anymore. You know, I can't believe you had to resort to the tire iron. It's like you murdered these (laughs) fucking rabbits. (laughs) Well, you got to kind of separate the brain from the brain stuff. Oh my God. But I mean, what what well, what are you gonna do, Neil? Are you gonna shoot him in the head? I yeah, mean, shoot it with a twenty-two. Yes. Well, it's a huge mess. It's, no, it's... but it was a tie ride. You did, I thought you might have some kind it's of so different too. hammer or something. You know, if you the thing with rabbits that I noticed at least, so we got six of them in this cage, and we're taking them out one by one, and then just throwing the like carcasses up by on the table on like a picnic table, and the other ones don't even care. They don't pay any mind. They're not they're not very sentient. I don't think. <laughs> oh, Jesus, <laughs> this anyway. has been a weird show. I don't have it. Listen, I, 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 like I said, I didn't particularly enjoy it. I won't do it again. It was just an odd experience. And what is life if not odd experiences? And like I said, I'm sure some people grew up in the country and doing that stuff. So, and I really didn't. It would have been odd if you'd said I enjoyed it. That would be a that would be a well, very weird thing to say. enjoy. If you enjoy cracking rabbit skulls with a tire iron. You probably are going to escalate it at some point, right? Yeah, you're going to be writing on the walls in poo at some point. Sending uh, <laughs> cryptic messages to the police. Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. Anyway, so what are the weird anyway. things? What are what are the weird things do you want to bring up on this show today? You know what? I really don't. I, I actually I could probably wrap it up unless you want to read that one. Read the letter from the. Yeah, we probably should. You know what? Because it's, you know, it's been a we, while. We love letters. We love letters that ask us wacky questions. Yes. We also love letters that tell us how great we are. So. Yeah. Um. So this was from a new listener in England, actually. So I will read this one. Hey Tom. Ben, I haven't got I haven't got any international stamps yet. So be patient, my son. So this is uh, from Ben. Uh, from West Yorkshire in England, from Halifax, actually. He says, "Hi." So Tom. where's that? No, where, where is that in England? It's uh, no, it's by Leeds, so it's uh, it's north uh, north of Liverpool, probably about two hours. Wow. Uh, no, no, maybe no, maybe maybe like an hour, hour and a half or something. I guess north. I didn't know you could go that far north of Liverpool without being in Scotland. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, or it's, Wales or whatever it is, the other stupid country there. It's, it's Scotland. Scotland would be would be north, yes, indeed. Mm. Um, I mean, I've heard of Leeds, like the Who live at Leeds. Yeah, that's where that's my favorite soccer team. So yeah, I like Leeds a gotcha. lot. Um, hey Tom, hey Neil, hope you guys are good. I'm writing from Halifax, West Yorkshire, in England. It's about an hour east of Manchester. I found your podcast about a month ago, and I've been listening every chance I get. I'm currently on episode 59, which is the one straight after you interviewed with the Godoys. What a ride that one was. I well, really... that's crazy, right? A month, and he's 59 episodes in. That's cra- Yeah, that is crazy. He must have a All lot of spare time. All of the rest time. of you should be ashamed of yourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he must have a lot of spare time. That's all I can say. Yeah. Um, what a ride that one was. I really enjoyed, and I have to say, a lot of what they said resonated with me big time. Well, that's good to know, coming from England, normally very liberal folks. Anyway, I love your show, and, I, and you have put me onto some great newer bands as I tended to stick with the older stuff. Which is weird, because he says I'm only 33 years old, so at the young end of your listener demographic. Puts him in the, the youngest 10% of our audience, certainly. Yeah, but it's weird that he's only into the older stuff, and he's only 33, right? He knows what's good. 
He says he got into punk through an old girlfriend. I broke my arm badly after falling off a stripper pole in a nightclub in Newcastle and had to delay. Yeah, he doesn't really fill in the whole story there. That's all right. No, this is getting weirder and weirder. Then one night, whilst at home on a night out, I met a vision. Wait till you get to the part where he beats a hobo to death with a tire iron. (laughs) And then eats him. (laughs) But he doesn't really enjoy it, so it's fine. Sorry, Ben. Sorry, Ben. Um... He says, then one night whilst at home on a night out, I met a vision with blue hair and ended up going out with her. I used to get the bus to the pub where she worked and lived. Wow, she worked at a pub too, so she really was a vision. Free beer. Um, So I would sit at one end of the bar while she worked the other side until the end of her shift. When she'd finished, we would go upstairs. Where is this going? We would go upstairs, me, her, and her parrot would listen to some old hardcore tape she had. Black Flag, Dead Kennedys mostly. From there, I got into the hardcore stuff and went backwards and found the first wave punk stuff, and that was it for me. Once the cast was off my arm, so was she, but the love of the music stayed. Anyway, this is a few years ago now, and I have a girlfriend I love to pieces who also loves her music. Her dad is a huge Clash fan. That's great. I'm the same age as her girlfriend's dad. That's wonderful. (laughs) Um, And when I go to their house, I love to read his books on the Clash. A great one he gave me recently is called Move Up Starsky about the first album. Wow, I've never heard of that one. He's also done books on Combat Rock and Give Him Enough Rope. Uh, I don't know if he means that he's written them or something. These books mm. are massive and full of great stories. And then he gives us a link to uh, to that. Huh. I don't know if that means that this guy wrote the books on The Clash or just has them. I'll have to... I don't know. you got to do some research. Yeah, i got to do some research. Anyway, I'm fighting the urge to carry on telling tales, but if you reply, I'm sure I'll tell you some more. I, I hope you guys are good, and if you do read this out, can you let me know as I'm trying not to jump to your latest episodes before listening to the old ones? If you can't ah. be good, then be careful. I like that. If you can't be good, then be careful. Dude, but... I, have told, I, I have said that to both my boys so many times. Yeah. Do the right thing, but if you can't do the right thing, do the safe thing. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I, I talk about my, my buddy Rick a lot, and you've met him, obviously. But man, yep. we were sitting at a bar once, and he's got a he's got he's got uh, he's got three kids. He's got a daughter and two and two uh, two sons, all grown. And he said that uh, you know the best the best advice <laughs> he gave to his daughter was, <laughs> "Your mouth can't get pregnant." <laughs> which, <laughs> I thought, which I thought was <laughs> lovely to say to your I'm daughter. I'm not having that conversation with but, my girls. But the funny thing is, when he told me that at the bar. I laughed so hard, and then I repeated it. And this woman at the bar thought I'd said it. <laughs> and then she fucking yelled at me. <laughs> it's like, he said it, not me. He said it. Every, every, he, every, he, time one of, every time one of my daughters goes on a date, I text them a picture of the rabbit carcasses. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that would do it. That would do it, I guess. Yes. All right. <laughs> so anything else, Tom? Anything else? Any of the weird things you want to cover? Um, any kind of, uh, yeah, I don't know necrophilia or anything you got to talk about now no 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 um wait i will say we've been kind of teasing we're gonna do a christmas thing it looks like the thing we were planning was not gonna happen hopefully we could still try to do some we'll do some kind of a christmas special i'm sure but But it's not gonna be it's not gonna be the the one in logan's the live one is not gonna happen we're actually gonna actually it should be fun we're way too far away to even even start really announcing it but we're actually gonna move to the spring and we're gonna have some bands it's gonna be a good time so we will have a meetup somewhere in the center of the country at some point where yep. some of you hopefully come to. So, no, it's been it's been fun. I hope I didn't gross anybody out too much with my, you know, tire iron adventures. But, you know, <laughs> this is the rich tapestry. This is the rich tapestry that is my life. Tuesday I'm going to see um, Municipal Waste, like I said, and uh, 
go over to mom and dad's and watch some football on Thursday, probably. My one game a year I watch. You uh, now Thanksgiving was not a not a thing in England, right? Not a thing in England, no, no, not a thing at all. I mean, but it's got... obviously a thing here. Will, will you get together with your American family? Will you have a turkey? Will you do the whole traditional thing? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it's always it's always fun, right? And we get Thursday and Friday off work, so it's always a nice four day yep. weekend. And then, do you have a lot of time to take for the rest of the year? A lot of vacation to take, or are you? I can roll. I can roll over a lot of vacation, so I'm just kind of holding on to it. Huh. Still hoping for. I got a couple weeks at least in the bank. I'm kind of looking forward to either doing like a Caribbean type vacation or uh, we haven't given up on the European thing, though. I don't think that's going to happen in 2022. I think that'll probably be 2023 Mm -hmm. just based on how things going. But my brother-in-law and his wife just got back from this. I think it was the Dominican or something. And it just looks so amazing. You know, I just I I, got to go do something like that. Just lay around and just eat shrimp and have them pour drinks down my throat for like (laughs) For ten days. I don't think it quite works like that, but okay. You do. That's you. the ultimate. Yeah. <laughs> that's the. That's well, the most punk rock thing you could do: go lay on the beach and have people give you drinks. Well, have you have you ever been to a um, to a, I was going to say full service. What the hell is it called? Um, like the all inclusive. All inclusive. Yes. Have you ever been to that? I have not. Other than like the cruise cruise ship we did. Well, you know, I shouldn't say that. We did it for like a day when we were in Cosmel. We had that kind of a thing, but I've never done it for like a week. Yeah, I did it. Um, I went to Mexico uh, with my ex a few years ago, and it was the only all-inclusive I've ever been to, and it was fabulous. Um, it really was. I really, really enjoyed it, and I would highly recommend it. Uh, well, yeah. I'm so gluttonous, man. It's really, it would really bring out the most base base instincts in myself but uh yeah i, mean, I definitely i mean it was the boo it was the booze that was the best because you know you get up in the morning and you're like ah you know lying on the beach ah you know can, you, can i get you anything senor you're like yeah i'll take a uh you know whatever had a lot of tequila had a lot of uh what the bloody too early Mary's. to drink bloody mary too early to drink i'll just have beer no no just have a bloody mary you start a day with, <laughs> yeah, a, with a bloody mary or two and then you uh and you know there's a swim there's a there's a swim up uh bar in the pool so oh, you're yeah. lazing around in the pool, and you just go up there and get some free fucking, you know, get your free tequila or whatever. It's great. There you go. So, you know, Bloody Mary is almost like a ta- almost like a salad. Highly recommend it. So, uh, yeah, I uh, right. absolutely love that. But anyway, yeah, so no, I don't have to use any vacation. I think I can roll like three weeks over or something. My, I don't yeah, have to we're, we're not allowed to roll over vacation, so I have to take all mine by the end of the year. So I've got like a week to take in the next six weeks, basically, right? Well, and I have so much sick time banked up now too. I I really am in pretty good shape for that. So, but uh, just well, and of course, you know, my son wrestles, Murphy wrestles, and he will start doing that about the first of December, and my wife will not want to go away for a weekend until he's done. Because mm-hmm. well, every Saturday, pretty much, they wrestle. Well, he's done with high school, so how is he still wrestling? No, 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 he's a senior. I thought he just went to graduation or something. Oh no, no, no! That was his homecoming, right? That was homecoming. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no. Yeah. He's yeah, okay. he's a senior. My bad. My uh, my younger one. So yeah, I just had the two kids at home now, and you know, I got the senior and my uh, freshman daughter. All right. So I talked is. to my other. I talked to my other daughter today, but it is it is a little weird. It's uh. My wife said to me today, she's as I made jambalaya for dinner, and she said, "Did you make two boxes of this?" I said, "Of course." She said, "We probably don't need to do that anymore." Oh. And she's probably right because I got yeah. a big ass pot of jambalaya there, and now I'm gonna have to eat for lunch tomorrow. So I'm coming over and we're having a party or something, right? And I can just first world problems, right? Yeah, first world problems, Neil. No, yeah, next time we come over, definitely we will have room for you, and uh, yeah, that will next summer, man. We'll uh, you can come over to my all inclusive resort and just lounge by the pool and drink beer and 
Rico record shop and whatever. Yeah, you can. You can as long as you don't. As long as you're not making me kill a rabbit, I'll be good. I might. Ah. I might make you just for your manhood. Son of a bitch. It's a. It's, a, it's my. It's my gang. Exactly. And, and, there's, and there's you trying to claim that you don't live in the country. Okay, rabbit killer. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I have sidewalks in front of my house. Do you have fucking? Do you, do, you have, do you have some? Do you have some fucking roadkill possum burgers too, or something? <laughs> Listen, man. Jethro. <laughs> it's probably. It could be good. All right. All right. I'm gonna wrap this up with. I have. I have one last song. Talking of road. So I'm, I'm, talking of roadkill, Tom. What's the song? So I'm actually doing it. I'm 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 doing a new segment, Neil. Okay. Go for it. This Introduce is it. this is my new segment. I was I thought we'd do a whole episode of it, but it's too much of a pain in the ass. You know, when we started, we did like three episodes, right, where it was listener submissions. Yes, sir. And it was when we were first starting out, and we had a fairly limited name recognition, and pretty much everybody who sent us stuff, we had some knowledge of who they were. And sometimes it was old bands that people were in or new bands or friends bands or whatever. So, yeah, we did listener bands things. We did that three times and it was fun. But now our kind of email has gotten out there and we get so much spam. So I really wanted to do a whole show where it was just best of spam. But I knew you wouldn't be willing to give up your picks of your old 70s songs to play some new songs. So I'm going to do one a week. I think there was a dig there. No, we can do a, a, we, we 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 can do a whole show about that. That would be fine. I'm sure. Well, I don't know. You know I start like digging it. through these emails. I lose my I lose my will to live. I can only dig through these things for so long. We have so many in there now. But anyway, so this segment is this is called best of spam. Best of spam. And uh, best of spam. And this band is from Baltimore. Okay. And they're on Spaghetti Town Records, and they're called the Ravagers. And I think this is a really cool band, a cool sound. So yes, Ravagers. Now, who knows how long this lasts because, you know, we've a lot of segments have come and gone over the last two years since we've been doing this. But for right now, Ravagers, you are the first of our uh, best of spam. So, yeah, check out the Ravagers. This song is called, what's the song called, Neil? I can't remember. Down That Road. Down That Road. So this is the Ravagers. I don't know if it's, I think it's just Ravagers. Down That Road.
Ravages with the best of spam. You made it this week, guys. Who will be best of cool spam song. next week? Ravages down cool the road. Yeah. Next week we'll start our our punk rock Hall of Fame segment where we focus on one band each week, top five, and we'll do four and then stop, and you'll never get the top. <laughs> never get the top. And then we'll do a Hall of Shame. But anyway, worst punk bands. Oh, that could be good go. actually. Week that one. could be good. Week one, best of spam. So yeah, that's a cool song. I, I might have to check them out further. So I th- anyway, I, I think I like what I just came up with there—the punk rock hall of shame. I don't know if there's that many bands that I want to hate on that much. Do that that I could name five. Really? I mean, yeah, I could. It'd be like, but it'd be like crap bands, like like uh, you know, like Newfound Glory or something like that, right? Well, exactly. Some forty-one. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. Okay. Oh, all right. You're right. If you want to count those, I could probably go to ten. <laughs> yeah. See. But I'm not here to I'm here to slag bands, Neil. I'm here to lift up, not put down. Okay, Johnny Rabbit Killer. All right. <laughs> Johnny Rabbit. That's right. Forget Tom Trauma. It's Tom Rabbit Killer. That's my Indian Neil. <laughs> yes. Are you allowed to say that? You got us canceled again. <laughs> I have a little tiny. He's Native American sure name. Native American name. Exactly. Everybody. I don't know if I have enough. I don't know if I have enough that I can make jokes or not. I don't have enough that I get casino money. <laughs> I might have enough that I can make jokes. Are you being? Are you anyway. being serious? I mean, yeah, I'm like I'm like a thirty second or sixty fourth or something. Of what? It's not so uncommon. Of uh, I don't know whatever Great Lakes, whatever the Indians were around here, Potawatomi's, whatever they were. <laughs> he said it again. You rule. <laughs> it's not. It's not a huge part of my heritage, Neil. No. Okay. My uh, great 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 grandfather something married some Indian woman that couldn't speak English and oh so we so we attacked some poor Native American lady right I, I don't know I don't, I don't <laughs> really <laughs> want to get to the minutia <laughs> he traded some blankets for her or something nice <laughs> listen <laughs> oh. That's, yeah, it's amazing. You'd think the rabbit part would be the most offensive part of this episode. <laughs> yeah, it's gone off it's the really rails. It's really not. It's run off the rails, buddy. Anyway, listen, we appreciate you listening. I hope you made it through this whole thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, everybody. And, uh, yes, it was perfect. Anyway. Yes. We'll Punk Till I Die podcast on Facebook, of course. Punk Till I Die 77 at Gmail. We look forward to your accusations and finger pointing. <laughs> Yes, we do. The witches are getting their brooms out. All right, I'm going to go down and watch TV with my wife and drink a couple more Coors Lights. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you again soon, I'm sure. Yep, so keep a little mark in your heart. Stay free. And, uh, Tom? We'll just smell, we, we shall smell you later. We shall pee on you later. Bye-bye, everybody. Die, so many records are divine.